Hello, kings and queens. You're listening to Affirmations of Excellence, an offering of personal devotions to fuel your week. I am your guide, Ariel Ellis, and I'm so excited to create a space of encouragement and inspiration for each of you. The person who lives a life of excellence is one who is willing to do and to dare. As living souls made in God's image, we are not called to mediocrity. We are called to excellence. Excellence is the result of a prosperous, well-lived and fulfilled life. And this podcast is for those who sense a royal calling on your life. Those who are learning to hear God's voice and clarity and need motivation for the assignment and who want to live out his calling with excellence. Each week, we'll explore themes of everyday life and talk through ways to escape mediocrity and find true fulfillment. It's inevitable that we'll encounter people we find annoying or depressing or weird or clingy or even downright mean in our daily lives. Difficult people are everywhere. It's probably not hard for you to think of a difficult person in your life who recently or at this very moment is causing you stress, angst, or discomfort. It's the coworker who is willing to do anything to get ahead, including openly criticize your work or take credit for your ideas. Maybe it's the boss who refuses to support your growth and acknowledge your contributions. What about the in-laws who always seem to be watching over your shoulder and judging your decisions and interactions and offering unsolicited advice? What about the child who knows exactly what to do to push your buttons and leave you exhausted over and over again? Maybe it's the person at your church or your volunteer group who oversteps their role and is constantly complaining about your leadership. Perhaps it's the flaky friend with a passive-aggressive attitude who is kind one minute and shady the next. And we can go on and on. So what do we do with these difficult people? Let's dive in here today. Kings and Queens, be sure to share, rate, and subscribe as you listen today. I have experienced my share of difficult people. So much so that I could probably do a whole podcast themed around difficult people. No, honestly, not only in my personal life, but in my career as well. I could probably have a degree in people. Seriously. Now, here's an early disclaimer. There are times when I am difficult. I am not a chronically difficult person. But anyone who knows me intimately and closely would say that I'm pretty easy to deal with and pleasant to be around. I'm fairly agreeable, peaceful, delightful, and warm when it comes to dealing with people. This is why I win in fostering and managing healthy relationships so often. I care about people, and they know it. But sometimes, every now and then, based on the circumstances, I can be difficult, I can be stubborn, I can get cranky, and I can get mean, just like everyone else. No, these are not my routine traits, but all of us have something that turns our energy sour and makes us less fun to be around. But what about the folks who are like this all the time, just 24-7, and they are especially like this with you, the folks with whom you have constant, strained relationships. Our tendency is to want to run the other way and avoid them as much as possible. But pursuing excellence requires that these hard situations must be overcome with love. I am crazy about high heels. I'm a super girly girl and any heel three inches or above is my kind of shoe. And even though I'm 5'9", I rarely meet a heel that doesn't excite me. Over the years, I've worn all types of heels, some comfortable and some very uncomfortable. 
Nothing is more uncomfortable than a pair of red bottoms, officially known as Christian Louboutins. So I have to make sure I have a strategy for wearing these designer shoes. One strategy could include wearing a pair of flats to the car or carrying a pair of flats in my purse to change into before or after wearing the heels at a designated event. Another strategy is prepping the shoes with wooden shoe stretchers and a stretching spray overnight or for a full 24 hours before wearing the shoes so they won't be as uncomfortable. Another strategy is assessing how much walking opposed to sitting might be done in a particular setting because I know exactly how many hours I can wear a certain pair of shoes before they begin to hurt my feet. Now, if those heels squeeze your pinky toe so tight that you start to get lightheaded and develop a fever, just let it go. Yes, I once developed a fever and got lightheaded while wearing an excruciatingly painful pair of boots. That was nearly 15 years ago, and I would never suffer that kind of torture ever again. I'm much smarter now and realize that shoes are not worth my money or my health if they compromise my comfort. Difficult people are almost like an uncomfortable pair of shoes. You dread putting them on because you know how much they hurt. You like wearing them. But you only wear them to certain places or for certain amounts of time because you don't have the tolerance or the stamina to bear the potential pain. You don't mind wearing the shoes. You actually really like the shoes. They might even be one of your favorite pairs. But you just don't have a strategy for wearing them successfully and in peace. When dealing with difficult people, there's a similar discomfort and therefore a similar series of strategies that we might use. We've discovered by walking through uncomfortable aspects of life itself that there is incredible peace and freedom on the other side. When it comes to relationships, we all deserve safety and comfort. Having those things, though, does not mean that there will be no work or effort. It means that no one should have to choose negative over very negative or sometimes good for never good or hurting a little over hurting a lot. It means that in relationships, we should seek to give and receive our very best. Our next episode will be about relationships and how investing in healthy relationships can enhance your pursuit of excellence. We have to know, though, that dealing with difficult people is one of the best ways to master excellence in relationships. So if you can decide that life is too short for the uncomfortable shoes and never put them on, or maybe instead you feel that life is too short not to splurge on the designer shoes, even though they cause you a little pain. Either way, it's your choice. Your display of excellence is authentic. It's the authenticity that gets you to the root of your excellence. Not until you search the depth of who you really are and come to accept that will you begin to answer the call to excellence. It requires bold, brave self-acceptance. The kind of acceptance that says, no matter what a difficult person does or says, I am great just the way I am, and I can never be too comfortable to stay the same. This acceptance validates your understanding that someone's failure to be kind, patient, fair, or peaceful with you does not make you or them unlovable. And ultimately, your excellence is in knowing that this acceptance means that when you do what's best for you, you do what's best for everyone. So what about you? How do you handle difficult people? Do you ignore them? Do you let them get under your skin? Do you seek revenge? Do you sacrifice your time, energy, and resources just to satisfy the demands of a difficult person? 
What if the difficult person in your life is someone you love most? What if the difficult person is you? Can you admit when you're being difficult? What is your approach when it comes to handling difficult people with a mindset of excellence? Take a second to think about it. Difficult people have been around forever. In fact, they are exactly the people we need as we intentionally move toward excellence. Moses was no stranger to leading a group of difficult people. The Bible tells us in the book of Numbers that even after rescuing the Israelites out of slavery and leading them safely from the Egyptians, they were still not happy with Moses or satisfied with their circumstances. Instead of being grateful for the new freedom and provision God granted, they fussed about the food that they had to eat. They complained about not having water. They expressed how they'd rather died in Egypt. They threw shade on Moses, saying they could have chosen a better leader than him. Even Moses' own siblings were jealous of his leadership and complained to God about him. What's amazing, though, about Moses is that he portrayed excellence in his response. He didn't retaliate against the annoying group of difficult people, and he didn't even defend himself against the harsh accusations. Instead, he demonstrated humility and compassion on those he led and repeatedly interceded for them, begging God to lead them into the promised land. Sure, these people stressed Moses out and he wanted to give up, but he persevered by God's grace even until the end of his life. Imagine your experience with difficult people as one that is stretching you, stripping away the flaws and testing and training your character. We often talk about strengthening our faith, but when it comes to excellence, we actually need to talk about lengthening our faith. We can lose faith along with time, hope, and vision when we are misaligned and preoccupied with the wrong people and situations and our responses to them. We have to pursue godly character. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23. It's the endurance of forbearance or long-suffering that requires patience in difficult circumstances. And gentleness becomes patience with difficult people. Anyone with a difficult friend, neighbor, or co-worker has faced the temptation to sever ties. I know I have. I actually have severed ties with people, and I have no regrets about that. I believe I prayerfully acknowledge that the person had toxic behavior, and I diligently asked God to heal the broken places in them that were reappearing and inspiring them to mistreat or devalue me. We often want to shut out difficult people. We'll often repost that meme on social media about black and negative energy that celebrates the notion and often advise and entice one another to cut off anyone who's bringing difficulty to our lives. But when someone is affecting our happiness or they're simply awkward or annoying, we have to discern properly if we should dismiss them from our lives completely. We should ask ourselves, am I self-aware enough to make this decision? Could I be at all responsible for some of the difficulty I'm sensing in this relationship? Is there a way to maintain this relationship in order to minister to this person while also withdrawing some of the closeness? Am I considering this relationship as something that should bless me instead of asking how I first can be a blessing? A few thoughts when it comes to dealing with difficult people. We must love one another. 
We must lean toward forbearance and away from cutoff. That may be countercultural, but ask God to help you love this person and shift your heart toward them in hopes that they may soften their heart toward you. It doesn't mean that you're going to become best friends. It simply means that you exhaust your human capacity and lean toward your spiritual capacity, especially if this difficult person is a relative or a close friend. Some people are just hard to love, but most of the times, those are the people who need love the most. We must forgive one another. When it comes to difficult people, the repeat offenders will require forgiveness. Thankfully, that's what God tells us to do. He commands us repeatedly to forgive, implying an obvious premise. We shouldn't automatically turn away from someone who hurts us. God gives us a plan for doing this, and it starts with healthy confrontation that expresses the wrongdoing, which means some communication has to happen. And if it doesn't, and there's no confrontation or closure, we must remember that God forgives us many, many more times than we deserve. And we ought to do the same for each other. We must welcome one another. This cancel culture we're experiencing right now is terribly toxic. The philosophy of avoiding difficult people has an underlying worldview that is unrealistic. We shouldn't desire only to interact with people that agree with us. We shouldn't build our circle of friendships with only those who make us happy all the time. Sometimes we have to grow our tolerance for difference and difficulty. Because before we can love or forgive difficult people, we have to first welcome them into our circle knowing full well that they will let us down at some point. Walking away might help if you need to. Sometimes it is better to walk away from a difficult person than to dwell in their behavior. This is not liberty to walk away from everything. There are some things worth fighting for. But then there are things that just aren't worth your time. So don't allow them to spoil your day, your sanity, your faith, or your relationships. Although our tendency is to want to steer clear of people with whom we have strained relationships, they are exactly the type of people we need to be intentionally moving toward. You might even find specific ways to bless or encourage them. Find ways to engage them in a conversation, meet them for coffee or send them a text, write them a note of appreciation, buy them a book that has been an encouragement to you. When God has placed a difficult person on your path, pray for your own heart. Ask God to soften your heart toward this person, to put off anger or irritability, to put on meekness and kindness, to understand this person's struggles and meet them with compassion. Many times, their issue is not with you. Sometimes a person will take out their frustration and anger on you when you really aren't the problem. You may represent something that they don't like. I've personally encountered this numerous times. I've found that it doesn't make me feel any better to know that their being difficult is not about me, but it may keep me from carrying a burden that really isn't mine to carry. So I try not to take conflict personally. Before we can effectively deal with the problems in others, we must take care of ourselves. I never want to be that person that criticizes others, but can't see my own faults. You might not even realize that you are a thorn in the flesh of someone close to you. Don't be that person. Don't be oblivious to your own shortcomings and sins. Go to God and deal with your own faults before you try to correct others. When you humble yourself before God about your own faults, then you will deal with the situation more gently with the other person. Realize that ignoring a problem 
doesn't make it go away. It's okay to agree to disagree. It's okay to say that someone has traits that just don't mesh with your energy. Love them so that their attitude will melt away, even if you have to love them from a distance. Sometimes love and kindness toward a difficult person will help them see how petty they are. Your love may bring conviction to them and help them to turn to God for forgiveness. You should also pray for them. Ask God to be at work in their hearts. You may even decide to tell them you're praying for them. And you don't have to, but it's okay to tell them. I can tell you that I've prayed deeply and intensely for and about people who at times attempted to make my life miserable. Some of them God removed. Some of them God blessed. And some of them God softened their hearts. But all of them, every single one of them, were placed at the foot of God without any attempt from me to control them or their actions toward me. Remember, kings and queens, you are accountable to God for how you deal with difficult people. You cannot control what the other person does, but you can control how you respond. They too will be accountable for their actions, but not to you. They are accountable to God. God will hold you accountable for the way you act towards them. And when you do so with excellence, you prove the goodness and the grace of God working within you. Now that we've discovered how dealing with difficult people can enhance our excellence, let's pursue these affirmations for the week. Say this with me. I will pray for those who dislike or mistreat me. I am only responsible for my own actions. My heart is open to the pain of others. I choose to repay evil with good. Love must be the center of all my interactions. I will give grace to others just as God extends grace to me. Kings and queens, may you be fully equipped to master excellence in the world this week. Go be excellent and don't forget your crowns.